life you don't know what to expect Never really know what's coming next Try your best to put your mind to rest Take a guess but don't hold your breath Now you can cry and bitch and whine And say fuck the world and have a good ass time Cause we're all gonna die but we're not dead yet So let's get it started Say we're the band Welcome to Share With The Bet Season 2. I'm here with my buddy Bear and our esteemed guest, Ronell Williams, everybody. Oh, Give it up for Ronell Williams. Thank you so much for being here, man. We appreciate, appreciate the hell out of you. Thank you, guys. Ronell, welcome. We have been uh, convincing you that you're going to be okay for Sell With The Bed <laughs> this whole time. For those last episode or last uh, show did send somebody to the hospital. So <laughs> you, you heard about that, right? I don't have insurance. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't well, either. <laughs> <laughs> don't you worry. Scoundrels has your back. We, instead of a comedy club, we know the up- fuck we don't. All right. Nobody get hurt on our goddamn show. We do we, not have your back. <laughs> we end up opening an insurance firm instead of <laughs> instead of a comedy club. Right. Um, Ron Al, we've explained it to you. We'll explain it again just for anyone who's listening for the first time. Set with a Bet is a live comedy show that happens at the end of every month, the last Monday of every month at the Looney Bin. We have five comics on it. They all draw challenges that they perform during their set. Each comic goes up. There's five minutes. You get to know them a little bit. They do a little bit of stand-up. And then everyone comes back up and has to do their challenge set i'm hosting this month bears already drawn bad jelly beans those bad harry potter jelly beans you know they're like booger and toothpaste and all that type of stuff um every minute of my set i have to eat terrible jelly beans i used to sell jelly beans for a living <laughs> are you shit you me? used to sell jelly beans how do you make a living selling jelly beans? is that how you get into crack no so i mean it, yeah it was yeah that was my gateway so um <laughs> I was. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you're doing good job <laughs> selling these, slicking these beans. I had a business when I was like 12 called Quarter Turn, so it was like vending machines. Hell and, yeah! Um, you remember Jelly Bellies? Yeah, yeah. So like, I, like when they, those hoes first came out, I had those bitches. Yo. <laughs> I had shit on lock. I had the streets on lock. And this it, is sweet. So this is like this is how I learned how you can re- easily make passive income. Because like all I had to do was load the machines up, and every Friday I would go collect the money, refill the machine, and then. Hell yeah, that's what's up. Oh my gosh, Rondell, right. you've been making bank your bro, whole bro, life. That's the day. I touched like three million dollars by the time I was like fourteen. Oh my god. Dude, Three million dollars? Ronell's moved around this country in all kinds of crazy ways and stuff. And I, I remember I, we were just talking about it like in the in the live in the kitchen, like how you had made your money. And Ronell was like, I can't really explain it to you to be honest. I have, I have no idea where all that he money was. Hustles, man. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm gonna tell you hustles. this is like honestly, my dad, he was like uh I remember when I was like I was a kid, I was like eight. I was like, Dad, I want a job. And he was like, no, you don't, son. He said, you don't want a job. You just want revenue. And that was so profound to me at a young age because I was like, you're right. The only people, reason why people have jobs is to get money. Like, So technically, you don't want the job or you don't want the job. You want the revenue that comes from the job. Bro, your dad needs to be a motivational speaker. <laughs> is your dad Deion Sanders? Yeah, like, man. Forget beyond Deion. Man, my dad is. That's dope. I wish yeah. my dad had told me that. All my dad told me was, quit being so fucking loud. <laughs> I mean, re- yeah, forgive me, a reverend. I'm, 
like some revenue. No sure. shit. Uh, well, I mean, forget motivational speaking. I'm I, just consult. Like that's where the money is, right? I mean, I didn't want to hire your father. People pay for information. Yeah, they yeah, do. they do. They do pay for information. You know what information uh, I would pay for? It's uh, what bet you're going to be doing. So what is the bet on October thirtieth? Man, look, uh, yeah, I mean, oh. it's down to three. It's either going to be slutty witch, where Ronell has to dress as a slutty witch for his whole seven minutes. Which Ronell hates. <laughs> he does not want slutty no, witch. I don't want that one. <laughs> um, the other one is going to be vampire teeth, the little children's Halloween vampire teeth. And the last one is the mystery box where he puts his hand in a box and he doesn't know what's in it, but the whole crowd's going to know. It's going to yeah, be I gotta really smoke fun. A hey, smoke a blunt. <laughs> Spark it up, my Here's friend. Here's the thing, Ron. I also don't want you to get slutty witch. I hope you know that because we're going to be putting like chains and whips all over this slutty witch. And if you're the only black comic on this show and we put chains and whips all over you. That's not a good look. I don't like the aesthetic, but I'm not the bucket. So, I mean, we're going to see how this goes. I don't know. I think I can beat overcome the odds because I think I was the first black guy to be in a film, which I not only didn't die in the first five minutes and I wasn't the first one to die. I made it through the whole film and I survived. That's right. You Fuck were in the 48 yeah. hour film festival. Yeah, we won two awards with Caroline Holt. Um, let's see. We had, um, matter of fact, the guy uh, that does the DJing at uh, the Scoundrels, uh, where we were just at, over at Jimmy Ray's. John. John. He was the he was the actor. He was he was one of the best actors in the movie. Hell yeah, yeah. he seems uh, unhinged. He's great. Yo, he's amazing. Here yeah, go, the buddy. best actors are unwell. Um, are you ready? Are we drawing? Oh, we're drawing. You're drawing. All right. And in the book, I don't want to be a slave witch, bro. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't draw. Are we sitting there? I thought there was two. I thought there was only There's two. three. There's, There's three. three. What's the other one? Wait, wait. What's mystery the box? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> mystery box. Vampire teeth, slutty witch. That's the only thing in this bag. Is what, those else, what, the, what else are you guys filming here? This is a fucking insane amount of. Because I'm having, I mean, listen, I have like all. I have a manager during the pandemic. I became a manager of OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. does this look familiar? <laughs> I could use this equipment. We're gonna get. We're gonna talk about some other adventures outside. I of mean, comedy. we started recording the podcast in here at the foot of Bear's bed, but that was all we were recording. That sounded at the foot of Bear's like bed. OnlyFans. <laughs> that sounded like how I started my OnlyFans. Speaking of getting fucked, bro, there is more than three in here. No, there's not. There's just three. Bro, okay. They're all slutty witch. <laughs> after I pull this, I'm going to look in there, and we're going to we're going to verify because I've truly thought about that, and I wish I wouldn't even Dude, told you guys. I had to talk bear down from doing that to you. I'll be honest with the you. The second you said you didn't want to do slutty, I was like, I yeah, went to Zane like, like, hey, let's only let's put slutty only witch. put slutty witch in here. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Because I know you guys. All oh, the suspense is killing me. <sighs> I know you guys are waiting for this shit. Like, ooh. <sighs> Slutty witch it is. <laughs> Vampire teeth, bitches. Oh! Okay, so, oh, fast okay, one so that, that, okay, this is how I feel about that. I'm glad I didn't get slutty witch, but I'm also disappointed that I got vampire teeth. Because I'm like, what the fuck? Just do a set with vampire teeth? Is that part of my... That's what I got to do? Yeah, yeah, but they like impair your speech. So it's really hard to talk with those. And you'll be drooling everywhere by the end of your set. Not if... Can I get grills? 
<laughs> this is about to be the are cheapest you guys, grill. Are you guys providing this? Yes. Yes. But what if I went and got my own custom? Vampire <laughs> teeth? Yes. Use that vending machine money yeah, come yeah, out with use, like a yeah, diamond just gives me. This will give me an excuse to go out and get a pair of grills that I want. <laughs> the fangs. And I'll just get the fangs, too. Just two. Can I do that? Nope. I'll, I'll what do you it. mean? No. They're I mean, vampire teeth. You can do that, but for your set, you have to wear the one we get. But they won't fit over what my orthodontist just put on my teeth. <laughs> no, they won't. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> they won't. You're going to get your teeth filed down and shit and just bite right through our, okay, cool. our vampire teeth. These these will be the cheapest grills you've ever put in your mouth. I sure. will. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to see how I'm going to play this. Yeah. They're going to be uh, flimsy. I mean, you'll yeah, it'll Are be Are these good. used or new? No, no, no. I mean, brand I gotta new. See We're just right out of the package. I got to right. see. He was like, yeah, we got plenty of these from Halloween. <laughs> Here's my son's like, vampire teeth. <laughs> <laughs> the hair pulls him from out of his pants. <laughs> vampire teeth. <laughs> yeah, we got them right here. <laughs> yeah, when you went who? They're like new. When you went who? I, I I was and then said slutty witch. I was like, what? That seemed like relief. <laughs> and it was. He got me. I thought he got slutty witch. I was yeah. like, ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I waited. I waited a beat. I looked at the camera. I looked at the camera dead in the eyes and then vampire teeth came out. That's what I want. I like vampire teeth for you. I would have really liked to have seen you put your hand in that mystery box. Yeah. That's okay. So that's what I really wanted. Yeah. But of course, I mean, you can't get what you want. Yeah. No, no, not with set with the bed. Almost what you need. And that's the beauty of God. Oh, next week is Zach Slumbers. I mean, Ben Pushed really doesn't get a choice. He gets what's left. Yep. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ben, so how many people left? How many people are left on the show? So we've got two more guests that are going to be on the podcast that will be on the show. It's going to be Zach Slomers and then Ben Push. Yeah. Um, they the, Zach Slomers will draw next week, and then Ben Push will get what's left, which we will still make him pick it out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He still has to draw it out of the bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though we'll all know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We may put something else in the back. <laughs> I'm looking around trying to see where I'm supposed to be looking right now. <laughs> like, dude, looking, wherever looking, you want to, buddy. Dude, we have explained to Ronnell what's happening in this room. I still have no clue what the fuck is going on. So the only thing you have to remember moment. is to be at the Looney Bin October 30th by 8 p.m. Okay. That's all you got to do. I'm talking about currently. <laughs> I know. But as long as you remember that, we're all going to be good. No, I'm talking about currently like in this time and space in this moment. <laughs> Just talk to us, buddy. Like, yeah. Look at us, and you're good. And there's cameras everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> They're multiplying. They're lights, multiplying. And I'm seeing ghosts. I got cameras. You're seeing ghosts? Oh, yeah. I lived in this room. I never saw They're ghosts. Do you have it? No. I'm, I'm going to introduce you to them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. Ron going to Do get you know them. their names? He hadn't talked to me yet. Okay. You're just chilling? There's two chicks on the other side, too. Oh, shit. Yeah. You sure they're ghosts? I don't know, man. <laughs> like there, there are some apparitions in here for sure. Um, so, like, like when you're on mushrooms, didn't isn't, isn't that like, oh, maybe this DMT? That, so your body <laughs> naturally produces DMT in very small doses. Yes. yes. And my brain has been doing that a lot lately. <laughs> Dude, I wish my brain. So was comedy, like that's DMT. what I learned, because like I'm, I'm an addict. Like on, like I go from one thing that used to be weed, and then it was bitches, and then it was comedy and yeah so like like i just replace things because i have a i have okay when i say i'm an addict i have this um what do they call it? an addictive personality so i get addicted to things like this and comedy is one of them and i figured out why because like when i'm on stage and stuff like there's these different chemicals like serotonin mm -hmm. and dopamine yeah and they crank out 
And that like it's like when that's why when I get off stage, especially when I smash a set or did good, like I gotta chill out because it's like it's like an, a, an extreme upper that cannot be compared or. It's nothing like. Wait, are you saying stand up's like a drug? It is a drug, bro. <laughs> of course it's it is. It is a drug, bro. And There's that shit plane. is so intense. <laughs> it is so intense. Like I'm still off of it right now. Yeah. yeah. It's the most yeah. I it's the most I want to do coke is after like after crushing just to keep the and high going. That's and that's it. And yeah. that's and you know what? And and I never gave myself the opportunity to just enjoy the yeah. natural high that I just got from making people laugh and enjoying it's people. better but that's like when you know like when you're on one drug and it's really awesome and then you know, there's another drug that's really awesome and then you crossfade them and you're like oh man this that's shit's- a big thing just- <laughs> that helped that I'm glad that did help me quit doing cocaine was I'm way worse at stand up on cocaine <laughs> Way you know what? Worse. I've never done it on that, man. Really? You've never yeah, done it on stage? No, yeah. Oh, I've, I've been it. on stage gacked no, no, out of no, my face no, and no, I no, creep no, people no, out. No. That's a, that was like intense. a thing that's weird that energy tried. for sure. You can tell. It's a notable difference. Yeah. It's a notable difference. I'm scared of it. I've never tried it, never want to do it. The whole idea of Coke scares the fuck out of me. It's terrible. Don't try it. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Don't try it's it. It's terrible. It's awesome. I wish I had. It's awesome and it's terrible. It's it's so bipolar, like my life. Cause like the highs are fucking dope, but those lows, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I remember I would I would just when I, when I knew I had to quit, I'd be just I'd stay up at night and uh, I would just be on the phone with my ex, just just fucking crying, just knowing I was gonna have to quit drinking, knowing I was gonna have to quit doing coke, and like the only way was gonna be to do them both. I was gonna have to quit. Everything. Yeah, both of them is the simultaneous way to go because yeah. alcohol will lead you to wanting to do it. Yeah, but see, like I do it. Um, like I was doing it like very recreationally and very, and when like, pe- like when I met people that was doing it every day, I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? That's, that was insane to me. It was like, it's so awesome the one time that you did it, but when you crash, it's so terrible. I was like, yeah, I'm not fucking with that shit again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then like, is there some- a big crash from Coke? Yo. And, but it depends. It's you have to learn how to do it. Like I heard if you drink alcohol, well, actually I know if you drink alcohol, like when you're coming down, it makes it way smoother. No, he's lying to you. It's terrible every time I, and it wouldn't even necessarily be just exactly the next day afterwards or even maybe the day after that. Sometimes I go to a day or two and be okay. And then the third, fourth, fifth day, I was just miserable. What's it feel like, the crash? Like, um, describe it, because I've never done it. It, it. it takes, it takes. well, because on Coke, you feel like you're the smartest, coolest guy. And you are. And you are. <laughs> you're the smartest, coolest guy. And you and, are. And, 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 but on the other side of that, you are the the dumbest, most insecure. On the come down, yes. Insignificant person. Down. Like, it, it, it strips you of self-worth. Oh. Yeah. What if I already don't have self-worth? <laughs> well, uh, you're going to have to get rid of your guns. <laughs> okay well then i'll never do cocaine <laughs> yeah yeah dude yeah right so i mean you no, know, it gets it get, it got so dark and scary for me a few times it just and it was always on that come down because the way i would do coke was never like that i'd oh, just do it for for like that cool the cool way where you just do it every day and like you're a fun guy or whatever i would do it like up for days like binge it oh no 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 i've never done that Oh really? Yeah. No, no I've I, never I, had that experience. It's like that night. You first of all, my money isn't long enough. Second of all, like um, 
Yeah, I got shit to do the next day. No, nope, where, where I can't be like uh-uh, I would do nah, my nah, shit, nah. but I'd be coked out of my face. No, no, uh-uh. I'd stay up all night. I would stay up for days sometimes. 48, 72 hours. Oh, like, I can't function like that, man. You can't if you're on coke. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> yeah, and I'm you know free of that vice now. You know, um, I mean, I don't like to say never, but <laughs> but, but you know, I've been doing I've been doing good for a while now. You know. Um, and, uh, yeah, it is so much better. It is so much better. It makes stand up so much more fun. Mm. It makes like, you feel everything so much more not being on it. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely better. Um, it's for the best, but I do miss alcohol. Like I do, I'm far enough from it now that like, I don't care that much, but I was good at alcohol, man. I was good at that shit. to mix Coke with it and ruin everything. I know. Bummer. Bummer. So my cook experience was totally different. Like, <laughs> what was your experience like, Ron? So like, like I would do it usually one day a week after I went to a certain club, and then it was like it was just like after do- having a good night on stage, like you said, you wanted to keep that, you know, you wanted to keep that going, you wanted to keep that feeling, that good feeling going. So um, you know, I'll run into some people. And you know what I'm saying? I'll go and, 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 and I'll fucking have fun. You know what I'm saying? Hang out. I'm hitting these different spots up. I know all the, the babes. Uh, oh, my gosh. I know all the babes. And <laughs> well, if you're the co-guy, you know so, all the So it was like, okay. And then I bump into people and like, and then I'll like that night after that, like you said, on the way down, it's like, oh, my gosh, I feel terrible. Then I think about the money that I spent that could have been spent elsewhere. Um, and then I think of it, and then I start really thinking about my How life. How expensive? How much were you spending on Coke, Zane? Oh gosh, I mean, an embarrassing amount of money. I mean, for for a gram, I mean, these days you could probably get it for like eighty on the streets. How long does a gram last you? Like a week? Oh no, no, you maybe a night, maybe the first, maybe a night. If it's so if it's just you doing basically it. eighty dollars a high. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Zane, usually, stop lying, brother. Usually more. What? $80 a night. You, no, usually more than that. That's 80s <laughs> is like the first grand. 80s is the first part of the night. No, the first you, part of the night? No, I, in an, 80 in is an, pregame, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. 80 is the first part of the night. Yeah, like 80 is like your first it's round. Like pregame. Yeah, and you're sharing. You know, you're getting other people all all. Because it, it makes you happy. I don't know. I don't know how everybody else is. But like, I'm, I'm like, I'm already a sociable person, but it makes me... 50 million times <laughs> absolutely it does and like I just be talking and like the like I will talk to anybody and I'm just like cause I I'm just, it's a vibe man it's just cool just oh dude people, you can bro. you get all yeah talk, I'm gonna talk my ass off talk Ooh, your gonna, ass talk, off I will talk the lights on I have shut down many clubs and the staff help sweep clean it up I mean, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah and so yeah 80 80 like is at first i mean no you end up spending 160 if you got the money to keep going it would just depend on whether or not i had the money to keep going what was yeah that? so i always my rule was I, I, I need somebody else to fund that shit because i'm not yeah that used to be my rule that so used to be my rule I was like i'll just never buy it shit. i mean and i, I was like, just well, let people share it with you yeah, and then I was like, "Well, now that I'm buying it, uh, I'll only spend this much money." And then I just, I would just have to keep staying up because I would have stuff to do. So I was like, "Well, I gotta buy another bag so I can uh, stay up and keep doing things." I can. Yeah, I'm going to sleep. I'm crash out. Wake up. Go to work the next day. And uh, 
But yeah, I'm so glad it's over with. Yeah, I'm so that, glad it's over I'm with. So they're glad that chapter of my life is passed. It's <gasps> over with. Shout out to the pandemic. It is freeing. Shout honestly. out to the pandemic. <laughs> it's such a when you're in just trying not to because there's always this thing that it's like, can anybody tell that I didn't sleep at all the night before? <laughs> you know, can they tell? And they will like, never know. For they the will, most part, I don't think they. They can tell. fucking definitely know. <laughs> Do you think they know? Man, I know they know. They may not me. know you're on coke, but they know something's off. Bro, my they eyeballs look like different. quarters. Like I look like a Pokemon character, bro. Like, <laughs> not me. I was the king. Of, I was the king of covering it up. No, you were not. I was pretty good. I would call Lucas. Like we got to talk to Zane. <laughs> I, uh, I would like do my skincare routine and stuff, and I would do it like in at night and in the morning, like I slept. And uh, I would, uh, yeah, I'd carry eye drops on me. Yeah. Right, how did this podcast turn into this? This is a therapy session now. No. I've got a therapist for that. And <laughs> <laughs> now we're just talking about our experiences. Fired our We're trying to get- I was asking because I was curious. I've never done it, and y'all both have gone through it and quit and yeah. are sober now. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And this side is so beautiful, brother. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, if anybody has a drug addiction, Pay us and we'll help. I do feel bad talking about it though because the, it it often makes me want to fucking relapse whenever people whenever uh, I hear podcast. Yeah, let's not let's not do that. <laughs> don't want to relapse. Well, me somebody. talking about it doesn't bother me. Oh, anyway, it's hearing other people, hearing other people like especially like big comics like talk about how great it is. <laughs> well, uh, so this is the thing about them. I didn't mean to cut you off, but most of your powerful people in the world. Or on cocaine. Absolutely. There's a lot of business owners. You will never know how many people actually is on that shit until you're in that circle and you see them people. Some of your favorite people. And trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely true. Well, I mean, that's what Mulaney was doing. Mulaney, for the yeah. longest, was he was getting all coked up, but he's taking like Dilaudid and, and things to balance it out. That's when you're really in a dark place is when you're taking your uppers like Adderall and Coke and then taking like Xanax and, and things like that to, to cut the edge, like to keep you from grinding your teeth to just, and then you just, you find this cocktail, this even, you know, wave that you're kind of humming at. Okay. And that's where it gets dangerous. That's where it gets so dangerous. You get, you're who's the, like, who's the most unsuspecting person y'all saw on cocaine? Like you were talking about like business owners and people that I was never I wasn't I did cocaine for nine months. That's it. Yes. Okay. So who was the most influential person you saw on cocaine? (laughs) I can't say that. (laughs) I would know that would be alive. What was their job? What's their job? (laughs) I can't say that either. The president of the United States. (laughs) That motherfucker's not on cocaine. I promise you that. He ain't I don't think he can fucking snort anything. Yeah, he his son could. His son could (laughs) snort a fucking mile. Where do you think Hunter learned it from? <laughs> it would be crazy if we learned that Joe Biden was Hunter's drug dealer. <laughs> like he's just slipping him the fucking... It's probably the fucking clinic. You can't even say their job, Ronnell? The Illuminati is watching. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> you can't say their job. Oh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> the Illuminati's the ghosts in the room that Ronnell was talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. This um, is going to be on um, Apple... This is yeah. We on Apple, on Google, Google, <laughs> Spotify, YouTube, everything, buddy. This is a crazy. You know what? And this is the scary part. Like my kids are of age to like Google shit, and I'm yeah. terrified of what they've seen out there. Yeah, yeah, I. Uh, 
that's the that's the beauty is like i've recorded and put out so many things now that it's like i feel like it would be so unearthly hard to find this by the time my son can figure out no. anything no, <laughs> and also like, i'm gonna tell not when they type in your name bro they type I, in your name everything pops up yeah but to sift through all of the stuff that i'm gonna bury this with right he's saying he's gonna like hide it by volume yeah <laughs> but this, see this is the thing i wish i could do that but like i have so much shit that you're it looks bad <laughs> what's the worst thing you've ever done man me what's the worst I thing you've even, ever man, done I, can't, I have to go through the, go through the roll of the decks. i think we just found the title of this episode <laughs> what's the worst thing you've ever done man like during that pandemic time like there was a lot of shit went, where i went viral and it was just because i was in that was all ron l cared about man that was like that, and it was on accident. I wasn't trying to go viral. My times when I go viral, I don't even be trying to do that shit. And when I try to go viral, two, three views. When I'm sitting up here trying to, I'm just really living my life and spazzing out and having mental breakdown. <laughs> do you have world star? <laughs> yes, we all do. <laughs> you think we all do? Hell yeah, bro! What is normal? Um, I mean, I think that there's a. Person. I got ADD. Oh, I'm sorry, cut you off. <laughs> That's such a funny I thing to interrupt someone with. <laughs> <laughs> I got ADD. <laughs> just in the middle of my sentence, just, just bust in with that. <laughs> Interrupting counsel, like, what? ADD. I self-diagnose myself as bipolar because, like, you I, diagnose yourself. Yeah, as bipolar. Ugh. As bipolar. Yeah, yeah. So annoying. Oh, self-diagnose. Yes. Why? I hate it. Because he, he's not an MD. Nor, nor are they. No, what? Nor are they. They don't know what the fuck they're doing either, bro. They throw. Well, shit. I don't disagree bro, with that. They but- throw shit at the wall just like us, and whatever sticks. And they're like, "Yes, I'm the goat." You know what I'm saying? Just imagine how Sigmund Freud. Look at all. Look at all the doctors that before medicine became what it is now, and even medicine now is still bullshit. Especially Western medicine, medicine. now is bullshit. Western medicine is pure garbage, bro. Eastern medicine is the best shit on earth. At one point during the pandemic, Ron L was sitting cross-legged in our kitchen with a scarf on his head. <laughs> just like this? <laughs> yeah, just spitting game to me and Alexi. I mean, about how Western medicine wasn't shit. Still is. Eastern. Still Are you serious? Still. You don't think that doctors matter? No, so check this out. Okay, well, fuck it. I'm going to get killed anyway. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll die. All right, so there is right no, there is no, there is no profit in a cure, only treating the symptoms. Yep. So if you cure diseases, they cannot make money. Now, if you just treat the symptoms, that's going to be residual income because you you've never cured the problem. You've only covered up the symptoms so these people can continue to function yeah. with the problem that they need to continue to yeah and you're saying eastern medicine cures the problem yeah well you can cure anything through food and, and anything yeah yeah herbs diet bro diet is diet and exercise will cure pretty much anything like stomach cancer I mean, there's certain things Heart that attack. won't cure. I mean, yeah, because all that comes from our terrible Multiple diet. Sclerosis. So, like, we went, in the last 50 years, we went from agriculture to agribusiness. 
So small farms, we don't have as many small farms as we used to. All those are bought up by larger corporations, and they give those smaller farm farms rules and regulations on how to run their shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep thinking you're going to say more. Than you- There's definitely still small farms. Yeah, they are. Yeah, absolutely. But there's not as many as they used to because they can't afford to stay in business. Yeah, there's very And then on top of that, Monsanto also ch- chops that down with uh, by trying to control seed. And, but your even your farm didn't produce uh, produce. Not pro. It was all livestock. It was a ranch, not really right. a farm. It was all livestock. Yeah. So we weren't growing things. We were growing horses and cows. So now, like the way that seeds, they got these seeds out there that self terminate. So like when you buy, when you when you you can't save the seed from your crop, you have you're forced to buy more seed. Right. You can't use the seeds that your crop produces mm-hmm. because of it, the way that they sell it. And, also, and that's the different. That's a whole nother subject. But I know I know exactly what you're talking about. So now, like with the, um, oh, okay, with the genetically modified seeds that they have, you know, that's they patented. They patent life, bro. That's crazy. How the fuck can you do that? I they do. did it. So like now, even if your seed is, um, like if you use any part of their seed, like they can sue you for their shit. You know what I'm saying? Like even if like say like your farm is all organic. But I have some Monsanto crap on mine. And your shit flies over to his shit because that's what shit does when it germinates. It'll go on your property. Oh, so if his property germinates my property, I get in trouble for it? Yeah, your property germinates his because he's organic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, but they can come and test his field. And when they test his field, you're, it's going to be over there. Because like when pollen floats in the air and shit, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Science and, and shit. Yeah, and it's going to come over there. But... Monsanto or whatever company it is can come to this guy right here and sue the shit out of him or tell them that they have to pay him a certain amount of money because their their uh, property is on his... Is on his and the crazy thing about it is that in a lot of situations where they can sue a small farmer and even if they know that legally they don't have a stand, they have enough, they have money. enough money to keep it drawn out long enough that he can't afford the lawyers they'll bankrupt to keep it going. Them, right. They'll bankrupt him. Like they do that, not just in farming. They do that in all kinds. They of do in all kinds of business. Yeah, over here, yeah. yeah. You gotta have enough money. It's a rich man's sport, man. Whoever, whoever money the longest. Everybody listening at home, my chair just like broke six times. So, dude, my my shit. Ron L said there were ghosts in here, and then our chair started getting <laughs> like no <laughs> shit. Man. No, I I no. When Ron L was sitting in my kitchen with a scarf on his head, we figured out that he is a pan-fried, seared on both sides, madman. But you are also a genius, I'm pretty sure. There's a thin line between genius and sanity, and I jump across that line every fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. You're, what, a lot of what you're saying it makes no sense at all right now, but I get what you're saying in that you're right in a lot of ways. Like the, I was, There's a documentary I'm about... I'm a terrible teacher, so I'm like, I know shit, but I'm terrible at explaining things yes i believe you there, there's all these centigenarians like um people that have lived past 100 and they're all clumped up in these very specific communities like they're all together and not very many are in america but um i think there's a group in california but it a lot of it does have to do with diet and what they're eating mm-hmm. to to live as long as they do yeah, absolutely. So, like, so how many McDonald's cheeseburgers do I gotta eat to live forever? So, I want you to meet as eat as many McDonald's cheeseburgers as you can <laughs> because I've owned stock in McDonald's ever since I was sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's a true story, bro. <laughs> Man, that's not a bad thing to invest in. You look around, see all the fat asses, like, yeah, of course I'm owning McDonald's stock. Yeah. I've had stock in McDonald's ever since I was 16 years old because I wanted a car for my birthday. And my dad, he presented, presented to me this stock certificate. And I was like, how can I fucking drive this? <laughs> Where, what, dude? It sounds like your dad has been setting you up from day one. Yes, bro. My dad's a genius, and Fuck I appreciate yeah. everything. And that, he gave me the mind that I have in comedy. Because, like, when I started comedy, I like being a comic, but I seen the business side of that immediately. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I kind of really fell in love with, like, like throwing shows, setting them up. You're like, great at it. You know, um, you know, like all the logistics behind it, promoting. I love promoting. You know what I'm saying? I love promoting. I love what is your favorite? promotion techniques like say you're going to a city that you've never been before let's say like we move you what's the city you've never been for have you been to ever lived in like have you lived in chicago you had a lot no of no when i was in chicago i was in the airport o'hare I, o'hare I, airport gotcha. so let's say randomly we throw you in chicago you've got a month to promote a show what are what are the steps you take and what are you doing? I'm hitting Tinder first. Tinder and all the uh <laughs> those those social media apps. I mean those um dating apps. So, like, okay, so true story. Like, uh, I remember I used to go to Memphis to uh, Chuckles, and they had this competition, and you had to bring five people, you know what I'm saying, to be able to get on stage to compete for this, like, $500, $1,000, how much it was. Uh, so, in order, I mean, <clears throat> I didn't know people. I didn't know people in Memphis. So, I would get on these dating apps, and I would meet these women and tell them to come date, you know, let's have a date. At the comedy club. And five of them would show up? Man, like 20 to 27. <laughs> what do you tell women these would shed, Listen, when they paid that door fee, I get on stage. So that gives me the, the confidence to get on stage and perform my ass off. Because if you get on stage and you wreck on stage, when you get off stage, you get chose. You don't have to do the choosing. You don't have to look for these women. These women are going to come up to you and they're going to tell you how phenomenal you are. And it's one of the most wonderful things because instead of... My dad taught me, son, just like the women that like you, and your life would be so much easier. And when I started doing that, pussy started falling out of my pockets everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the women that like you. It's like I walked, I was out at a store. There's a sir, you just dropped some pussy. I was like, oh, let me go pick (laughs) that one for later. That's lunchtime pussy. (laughs) Need that one. (laughs) It's good advice. I've I've used that one for sure. I'm not on any of the dating apps right now. I make irresponsible choices with women. But yeah, hit those dating apps, bro. Yo, yeah, get them out to come out to the show, man, and support. And it's not even at the end of the day, like if you do good enough and they enjoy everything all around, they just, they won't even care about you not, you know, they, you just figure it out. You don't know. I don't know what happens. It's some always cool, interesting situations. But now you have 25. Now you have a plethora to choose from. You know what I'm saying? If you strike out, you got 27 pitches. How many of them are pissed that there's 24 other girls there? They they shouldn't be knowing. Unless they get to talking to each other, which (laughs) fucking happens a lot. I'm not putting them in the same seat. (laughs) I'm not putting them at a table next to each other. Yeah, it's not 25 Ron L's women side by side. (laughs) But yeah, it's cool. I just go around. But, But what makes it cooler is because you like, when you're like beating and greeting everybody, they just think that, oh, you know, it's just another fan. So what fan. pictures are you it's putting It's just another fan. What pictures are you putting on your Tinder? Uh, Show just, flyers? Um, no, 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 no. I dates. just have just like, like a regular, like, you know, really, like, usually I try to get a, find a headshot, pretty cool headshot. 
I don't necessarily um, like in the pictures letting them know that I do comedy, but um, probably somewhere in the caption or something like that, I'll have that in there. Like, you know, that I'd like do something. I'm a high valued man. Like, yeah, I'm in your city for a reason. Like, and probably for one night only. <laughs> I like yeah. that superstition. <laughs> oh, so that's you, your main go-to is the dating apps. Man, that's one go-to. Uh, hit social media. I just try to find, I always try to find like the movers and the shakers, the people that are doing what I'm doing. Uh, find the top people in their field. And, like, reach out to them. People like people from out of town. Because, you know, like, people will rather work with people from out of town than work with somebody from their own city. Because, like, I've networked with so many people because of the fact that I said I'm from Little Rock. Gotcha. I've bumped comics. That fucking, that's their home comedy club. They've been there for years. And I've bumped comics because they was like, yeah, we got this guy from Little Rock. You know what I'm saying? And he's black. And he's not a gangbanger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> you are. Uh, you, been there, but, I, yeah, I think you're overestimating how much pull Mind and Bear's Tinder has. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, well, oh no! You said that I was like, well, fuck! I can't download Tinder. I got a goddamn girlfriend. Like, <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, all of them, like anyone, any of them should, uh, should throw your throw your head in grinder. <laughs> Lucas threw me that tip. I was like, oh. just thirty gay dudes extremely disappointed when the guy they came to see, whose name is Bear, goes, "No, nah, actually, guys, I'm not gay. <laughs> not gay." At all, not at all. <laughs> There's still 30 gay dudes there. They can figure something out. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jim, have you met Tom? <laughs> Tom, you don't like Jim? Yeah. But have this is the cool thing about that. So those 30 gay dudes, I was like, yo, well, y'all guys can. This is now a networking event. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, I'm going to like well, y'all are tornado of gays. <laughs> Nah. Just a twister of dicks just nah. flying around. Y'all, and make sure it blows that way. Because <laughs> I'm going over here where the hurricanes is. Oh, no, uh, I'm not blowing out. I'm blowing you away. <laughs> over uh, yonder. Shout out to the LGBTQ. Yeah, there's you know other, there's other bears in that group for sure. Yeah, uh, for, I'm the, not the only bear in the game. Yeah, yeah, what are you yeah, talking yeah. about? Um. We we should probably start trying to hit up gay bars though. <laughs> That's probably the next move. For- you know what? Okay, so this is a cool thing. So I'm a straight guy, right? And I'm totally cool with my sexuality, and I know who I am. But you don't understand how much money gay people have. Listen, I'm gonna tell you, bro. I'm gonna tell you. I'm dropping so much game from my dad on you. My dad said he told me because he said, "Man, my dad said, have you ever met a broke gay dude?" And I had to think about it. And I was like, no, sir, I haven't. They're some of the most fashionable, flyest people. They always no, they've always been on women. meth if they're poor. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never really, or a gay person, period. Women, women or men or women. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And then also he told me something. He said, if you're ever in the place, and he said, I'm going to tell you something, son. He said, the finest bitch in the room is a man. What? The finest bitch in the room is a man. What's that mean? Unpack that. Unpack yeah. <laughs> that is a transgender. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Everything got quiet. 
I know. I, I'm you, trying to you understand. Keep, you keep saying things that should have things after it. <laughs> so we're waiting for those things. So Find with that being said, so if you see a woman that looks extremely attractive, I mean, unless that's what you're into, that is a dude. What? Yeah. I just don't think that's true. If you see a woman that you're extremely attracted to? No, no, not necessarily you're extremely attracted to, but that's extremely attractive, period. Because usually transgenders have extremely nice breasts, they have the most flyest makeup, and their hair is on point. Because they're, they're trying to outdo the and women. And your dad said this to you? Yeah, because he knows. How old were you when he said this? A long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. Because he was teaching me that so I wouldn't get tricked. <laughs> He's like, look, son, if she's too pretty. Right. Just, dude. Look, just like the girls that like you. Yeah. Okay? You don't think it's going to happen to you. Not, not, not to say that I'm not, not to say that there's anything wrong with that. Because those are really great people. Those are, they're amazing people. They, and they also have lots of money because all those surgeries are not cheap at all. Those are but very expensive. for those surgeries. They're expensive. Those are expensive surgeries. That's what he's I saying. Mean, is he can, if they can afford the surgery, they have money. They have sure. the money. Sure. I mean... But a lot of trans people that I know, dad don't have not done any top or bottom surgery. Yeah. Uh, Where did the breasts come from then? <laughs> well, top surgery. He's just saying that they haven't had it. Yeah, they. they I mean, implants or like, oh, the like implants, implants or um. I mean, you can do prosthetics. Oh, oh. Usually when I see them, their breasts are really nice. Yeah, well, because they're prosthetics, they're wax <laughs> or silicone. Like oh, you and they slip it into your oh. shirt. Like, I can dress up like a lady, you know, and look like a lady for the most part. But I don't have to get. This place is taking. This is. We're going down a slippery slope now. <laughs> <laughs> we're going down a slippery slope. I think, we're, slope I think we're at the bottom of this slippery, slippery, slope. slippery slope. We went all the way down it, dude. We, we made it. We're here at the slippery. That's interesting that your dad said that to you. How long did your dad and your mom stay together? Uh, till he found time. that transgender. <laughs> <laughs> he slipped up one night. I was like, "Look, son, the hottest one in there is a trap." No, because okay. like my dad traveled the world and stuff. Like, so he's been to Thailand. So he's seen like he's been all. So he's seen all type of all type of shit, man. You know what I'm saying? So, but like, and then he was in the navy, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you see all type yeah. of crazy shit, all type of wild stories. Of course, all the guy type in the navy's of navy. Like, look, the finest bitch in here is a dude. Is a dude <laughs> Fucking dude. Oh Fucking man, dude. dude. I've heard crazy stories about those lady boys, those Thai lady boys. I've heard apparently, stories. Yeah, apparently they're they're the ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long were your dad and your mom together? Like twenty years, twenty years. Yeah, that's like pretty good. 20, that's no, pretty good. Twenty seventeen, twenty like twenty. I, oh no, no, no. Actually, legally, they're still married. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 okay, so your dad's not legally married to that trans woman, or <laughs> no, man, no, no. That was I'm joking about that shit, man. <laughs> okay, okay, no, okay, no okay, man, okay. my dad is just like a straight guy. But like, no, but yeah, we're joking. He's just that. seen shit. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? He has like years of stories and partying. You know what I'm saying? Sixty. I mean, in the like maybe in the sixties, I don't know. Like, but definitely in the seventies, though. My parents seventies, eighties, all type of shit. Somebody pops and seen some shit. Rock star, rock star shit. Yeah, my parents married twenty two years. How long were your parents together? Married. That's a good question. Four ish years. Four ish. Yeah. 
I think. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I was very sure. young when they split. Okay. Like, it was before kindergarten when they split. Like, okay. I wasn't... I have a couple of memories before my parents got divorced, but it... Not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I'm i glad I'm... Have getting... I told you that story about when I found out my parents were getting divorced? No. Dude, so I'm like four years old, and I'm outside on a little walkway outside of my grandparents' house, and my dad comes up and squats down and says, hey, your mom's leaving. Do you want to go with her, or do you want to stay with me? And I thought he meant, like, to the store. And so I was like, I'll go with mom. And then they just go grab my shit and throw it in her truck, and we leave, and that was me, like, saying bye to my dad and my whole family. Damn, this real. <laughs> I was like, what? You hadn't seen him since? No, I've, yeah, yeah, I've seen oh, my dad since. Yeah, my dad's been in my life, like, for most of my life. Oh, okay. I yeah. went back and forth living between my mom and my dad, and then eventually... That was a white dad exit, not a black dad exit. <laughs> <laughs> bro, they are the same, bro. <laughs> they are the same, you said? <laughs> or they aren't the same? They are the same. They bro. are the same? I've okay, heard okay. wicked stories on both sides. When my dad, my around. white dad beat me like a black mom. I'll say that right now. <laughs> like, when I would hear black kids talk about their mom beating them, I was like, yeah, I got one of those. That's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> my dad when he left he left when i was 16 he like i was like making tiktoks and shit and my dad uh, it was musically's actually and my dad like i came out i had just gotten home from school and i came out and my dad was like pu- pulling stuff together and he like put his hands on his shoulders he's like all right you're the man of the house now. <laughs> <laughs> oh bro that's scary that's well zane's like can you hand me my cane <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i was like yeah well that's all fine it's just like i was like quaffing my hair for a music video <laughs> like i was like Not dancing quaffing. and stuff yeah dude i was i was like picking out different outfits to do little videos for, <laughs> little lip sync videos for my father was like you gotta handle the finances now <laughs> you, you know <laughs> protect your mother <laughs> like yeah dude i was like oh okay all right where are you going Turns out he been doing some naughty things. <laughs> so my parents slipped. Like, um, so my parents are still legally married, but my dad like l- like moved out. My mom like was like, yeah, she was she was sick, she was sick of him. So um, it was like I was like, I had already graduated from high school. I think yeah yeah I was already out of high school, so I was like eighteen maybe. But like senior year was rough. That's when shit was like getting heavy and shit. But like yeah, so I yeah I had already graduated, but it was like a year after I graduated, and then he was like, you know, I got that talk. He was like, yeah, I'm been to go back to Arkansas, and I was like, huh. So you're just gonna leave me in this bitch, like, <laughs> like, like me, like I gotta deal with me. It was like my mom. Uh, then I had my grandma. It was like my, me, my mom, my grandma, my sisters, and I got two sisters. And I was like, oh man, that was like, cool. Got you, bro. But I felt him though, yeah, because like that shit was crazy, man. Because like, yeah, that shit was rough. The other shit was rough. Had to go, man. I wish I had sisters. My sisters are. I love my sisters. I bro. love my sister. My bro, sister. I love my sisters. That my sister actually, my youngest sister just got through leave and she came to visit. And I wish I had the opportunity to spend more time with her. But like, I'm booked and gigging and I mean. And, after parties and it's a lot of shit bro. i think that having sisters makes you better with women it does so like i'm glad you said that because like that's why i'm it's not true i got a sister and i'm terrible are you serious is a stepsister doesn't count you Mine get to learn you no, learned a lot not. man caroline yeah she's not my stepsister she's not no half sister 
Yeah, she's my half sister. She's yeah. still, still my sister. Yeah, it doesn't count. This is blood, bro. You got the same blood, bro. Full sister, though. Oh, you're stupid. You well, you didn't like grow up with Caroline, though. Part of my life, I did. Not yeah, all. part of it. But I'm talking about full life, like beginning to. Because I've got a stepsister who was like around some at the end, but like that. You said a stepsister, though. This is blood, bro. You, yeah, that's blood. That's a whole different type of connection, bro. My they, brother and like, my sister. Literally, you're one, part of the same tribe. Said, oh, that's my half anything. That's just my brother. That's, that's your just sister. My sister. That's fair. I get that. Like, but I, but you didn't like grow up. I'm just talking about the family dynamic. Well, I didn't grow up with them, not because like, like I, I had a fucked up childhood where I was moving back and forth where my grandparents ended up taking me in. Right. Like, but that has not. That doesn't make her less of like not my sister. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about you didn't grow up with her. I, that that's that's what makes you better with women, not having a sister. It's like growing up and being like with a girl all the time. Okay, I guess I see what you're saying. That's this all is- I'm saying about it. I'm not trying to delegitimize your relationship with your sister. <laughs> that's I realize it came off that way. I said stepsister. I meant half sister. That's my sister. Yes. As far as anybody, yeah, yeah, my no, that's, that's, that's not how it goes. This, especially in the black community, it's like it ain't no half. Ain't no only half. Time, shit, only yeah. time is like they get to tripping like that if y'all all like if like maybe these two siblings have the same mom and dad, and then this one, you know what I'm right. saying? If y'all got different dads or something like that, you know that that might be a little different in the family dynamics. But yeah, y'all are part of the same tribe, bro. Right. Like like that that goes back to. Like the lizard brain and of us trying to be human. We all have the same mama. We're yeah. the same. Like we're, that's my brother and sister. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. I'm not contesting that. I'm just saying in the in my theory that having a it's sister okay, is is what it makes you makes you better with women. It does. And you think so? Yeah, because like I, l- I understand women more because like I see what my parents, especially like with the time of the month type of deal. I also learn how they think more, more because like I've seen like one, two, three, like four different women, you know, from various age ranges, you know, all the way from my grandma all the way down to my little sister that was like a a, a fetus. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so like, yeah, man, you get a, a lot of experience. Learning how they think, and then on top of that, they can give you advice and stuff. You know, depending on what type of relationship you have with them, uh, they also can gauge the women that you're dealing with. Let them know, you know, that you know what you what you're dealing with. Yeah, how many STDs that they have, you know, <laughs> what, type of, what dudes that's that they. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's one thing that I like about uh, whether you're a female dating men or you're a man dating women. Like having a brother or sister to be like. That's a sleaze ball. Yeah. Like, because, like, like, if my sister brings a dude around, I can tell immediately what kind of fucking dude that is. Right. And then, yeah, right. So, being a brother, that's a good dude, or hey, watch the fuck out. He's going to hurt you. That guy is going to, yeah. Yeah. Chop your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but like I, I never saw any of that growing up. Like I've got two, I've got two younger brothers. There's just me, my, and my dad. Like everything I learned about women was from my dad. He's a flaming douchebag. You know, <laughs> that's so, where you get it from. Yeah, dude. my dad used to run around with knee high socks pulled up to his. He'd wear purple and pink. That's funny. My and, dad does. <laughs> do that same. Do that same. Where's, thing. Where's, he used to wear knee high socks, bro, and you'll have his Newports in there. Yeah, dude. He'd, he'd wear. <laughs> yeah, knee high socks with his Bible verses on his shins peeking out over the top, and yeah, dude. My dad was, I mean, just a piece of work, and didn't understand why people had a problem with him. It's because you 
<laughs> build yourself like a target, you fucking idiot. God <laughs> damn it. Like, I I might get into it with people, but I get it, you know? I know what yeah, I Yeah, you've do. never been like, what, people think I'm an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, I know. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. But my dad was always like, what in the world? Why, why do people have an issue with me? It's because you carry yourself like a king and you're not. So annoying. But I got so much from him, you know? And it... uh has been nothing but and he also just like not i mean uh beside i mean he should have hung on to my mom he also was sh- just had terrible taste in women you know gotcha. it just ugh. but he just also had a bunch of mental health disorders i have to go pee you have to go pee we can wrap this up zane we're about there are we there yeah okay we can go ahead and wrap this up are you oh. serious i can't go pee and come back because that one done you're not done no i mean if you want to go pee and come back go pee and come back come on. He's so excited. Look up the camera. Look Watch up out. Camera. Don't don't hit the camera. Yeah. And y'all have touched a lot of fucking people, man. Cause like when I'm like when I talk to people and I'm like, hey, have you ever uh, I, and I tell people that I do stand up, but like I get Zane, even in my Uber drivers, like when I, like every Uber driver, when I do when I say I do stand up, they're like, Hey man, you know this blind blind guy named this blind comic, I'm like, yeah, that's my, that's my bit, that's my friend. <laughs> Definitely know Zane. Hell yeah, Zane is known in the Uber community for sure. <laughs> I Uber everywhere, bro. I was, yeah, I Uber everywhere. People don't get it. Bro, Uber's a fucking vibe, bitch. People like, don't yeah, get yeah, bro, it, bro. You're, you're, you're fucking. If you don't Uber, bro, you fuck. You fucking missing out. You're missing out some meeting great people. Yeah, um, I get girls' numbers from Uber. I mean, like fucking ride share, like even on both sides, man. Like being an Uber driver and being an Uber rider. I've met some of the coolest people yep. and they're all like, they're like semi like-minded because they have an entrepreneurial type experience. Um, also and the, nomads kind of. Nomads. People that don't, that like living on their own schedule and like being their own boss type shit. Um, I have a very... I door dashed and did Uber Eats for a while, but I never wanted to Uber. For one, when I was doing door Because you don't like people truck. in your it's car. Like I'm, in don't your like car. people. Yeah, you don't want me in your car. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't want people that... like. I don't want strangers in my ride. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some people... Like, I, like, I like meeting strangers at a bar where I can walk away. Right, but when they're that close in your personal space, that does make sense. Yeah. You know what's crazy, bro? Think about this. You remember a long time ago, they say, you know, don't get in strangers' cars. And now there's a ride that we use to hail a stranger. Yeah. To pick you don't know shit about this person, bro, that's picking you and up. And some Ubers have been busted for doing some shitty things to people. Bro, come on, man. There's some strange people you out gotta here. Watch out. There's you definitely out. gotta watch out. And then especially they some people they like like they prey on people that are intoxicated because a lot of intoxicated people take Ubers. Mm-hmm. So um and then I also uh try to um uh, capitalize on the fact that some people are, you know, don't have a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? That's probably well, the reason I mean, they Uber. Uh, you think about there are Uber drivers that have been hurt really bad by. Yes, this. absolutely, yes. absolutely, on both sides. I had one Uber. The dude that told me this guy, his name was Bart. He um he picked up this dude in Little Rock, drove him out to Pine Bluff, and he noticed the dude was like was you know freaking out and you know kind of kind of yeah the he just got to robbing somebody or something or killing somebody the police no he, the, the police i met that guy you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah he was wigging out and um they got to pine bluff and the dude like freaked out and pulled a knife on him and shit 
And um, he was like driving around for hours. The dude just kept telling him to, to drive, like didn't really have a, a plan or anything. And, and eventually the dude, Bart, like hit him in the nose and went to get out of the car, but his seatbelt got stuck. And the dude jumped on him and started stabbing him and stuff. Oh, and uh, a shit. dude, a dude saw it going down. That was like over here and pulled his weapon on him and got the dude out of the car and stuff. And you know, had him till the police got there. You know, he lived and stuff. Yeah, you know, he was driving. Told the story afterwards. I, I, I can't well, imagine I having to go to work the next right. day because it's not like because if you, something like that happens to you at work. You know, your boss can be understanding. You don't show up for a couple of weeks. People come, you come back. People are like, oh my God, are you okay? Like, I can't believe you went through that. But for Uber, you have no coworkers. You have no boss. You just yeah, back out there in the streets and like the next person that, gets in your car. You're like, guess what the fuck I just went through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah, call yeah. me a stabby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still got the stitches, bitch. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they so that. I don't know that guy. <laughs> I thought <laughs> yeah. I did. Dude, I don't know that they got done. This is a different story. What's your story? Man, this guy, he um, was. Okay, so I actually got two. Two stories. Um, Hit us with these two stories, and then we have to go because we got, we're trying to be done by midnight. Okay, bet. So this, I'm gonna just tell this story. So uh, long live my f- uh, friend Coca Kazi, man. Um, I really don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I can't name. believe you just said that. He just died. But anyway, <laughs> um, I don't know this. This what happened in this situation, but um, he called an Uber. To come pick him up. He was like in North Little Rock or something like that. But um, the Uber driver came to pick him up and he was on his way out and he was having a shootout with the cops. God damn. Do you know what caused the shootout with the cops? No. no. But you know died? what's even scarier? I tapped into his live right before it happened. He went live. It was like two o'clock in the morning. I was up and I was like, you know, I was like, hey, what's up, man? What are you doing? What's going on? And it was just some strange, weird shit going on, you know. Um, Is that how he died? Is in that shootout? Yeah. 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 Damn. Do you what? have a lighter-hearted story? You said two stories. No, no, no we're going to end with that one. All right, guys. <laughs> no, come on, right now. I'm just saying, man. We're going to end with no, that one. No, why? It's real life. Life is life, bro. It's weird and shit. Man. It is weird. You yeah. think he was one of the ghosts that were in here tonight? It might be, man. It might be What's talking Kaze? to me, Kaze, Musician, man. Dope musician, man. Dope musician. And I was in Atlanta. Both times that I was in Atlanta, I was on. I, I met up with him, and we hung out, and we kicked it. Because, you know, we're two. He's from Camden. And, uh, you know, we were just two guys from Arkansas, man. We were in Atlanta. We were in the big city, like, yeah. fucking doing the thing. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was beautiful, man. That was my brother, man. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't get a chance to see him a lot, but when I did, it was always epic. Really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he died in a shootout with the cops. That's about as epic as you can fucking get. <laughs> yeah. Talk yeah, about Coca Cosi. Yeah, he went out like Scarface, bro. Went out like Scarface. Um, I will say this in closing. First of all, thank you so much for coming on and letting us get to know you a little bit better, man, um, I guys. It. If you want to see Ronnell's challenge set, come out to the Looney Bin October 30th. Use promo code Spooky. For half off your tickets, tell your people, Ronell, that anybody that uses the promo code SPOOKY, either on the website or at the door, if they can say that at the door, they'll get half off their ticket. Get the fuck out of here. No, no. I told you there was ghosts in this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would also like to say a huge shout out to the people that support us on Patreon. So What? uh, Y'all got a Patreon? We do have a page. So all of the live sets we put on our Patreon. We will put clips and stuff up on YouTube and Instagram and 
TikTok, that kind of thing. But the entire set, every challenge set from all the way back to the beginning is on our Patreon. And like our patron, our patrons are the reason why we were able to make rent rent this month. Sorry, my words are getting mixed up. Oh, that's a blessing, man. Yeah, but like, I can't thank y'all enough. So if you've watched the episode this far, and it's just five dollars a month, you get to see all the live sets, no matter where you live, and it helps us tremendously. So please give that check that out. Patreon.com slash scoundrels live stand up. How, yes. how many how many followers you get? Or- Man, like, look, look, like, look, we we ain't got to talk. <laughs> we love every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. That's a blessing, bro. That's a blessing. That's like, dope, subscribe. Uh, it helps on the YouTube, the algorithm. Do you know everything that you have going on in October? Right? Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Rocktober. Um, let's see. <laughs> Rocktober. Like All right. Let's go on. Um, so I'm hosting John Barrow Day, uh, which is October, what, 7th? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what's You're the asking day? Us. What's the day? Today is the sixth, I believe. Today's the fifth. Fifth? Okay. Oh fuck. Yeah. Oh no. Today's Thursday now. Yeah. Eight minutes. It'll be Friday. Okay. So yeah. So this Saturday, uh, John Barrow Day. Later on that night, man, I got a fashion show that I'm hosting with BJ the Prince. It's a, um, it's a for breast cancer awareness. Uh, so all the proceeds is going to that. Um, see what else I got going on. Trip Trab. Me and Trip Trab, man. We're throwing a Halloween bash. It's uh, October 27th. Uh, got tickets on sale for that. Um, man, I got set with the bet October 31st. Yeah, 30th. 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 October yeah. 30th. We got set with the bet at the Looney Bin. Uh, every Tuesday, I'm at the joint. Man, I know I'm missing so much shit. I got a lot of flyers. You got some poetry stuff. That oh, I got a poetry. Yes. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. So, um, Lemon Pepper Poetry Slam, October 17th, I want to say. That's a Thursday. It's gonna be um, at Lele's Gourmet Hot Dogs. So yeah, so we got that going on. A lot of dope shit going on in Little Rock, man. Um, man, I feel like I'm missing something. I know we're running out of time. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's what I got coming up. Um, I uh, I'm hosting the joint again, October twenty first and twenty second. Or 20th and 21st. Uh, that weekend. 21st weekend. October 21st weekend. My brother is running a cross-country event in Hot Springs on the 14th. On October 14th. Go support Phoenix Smith. Stud Muffin. Hell yeah. Uh, Go Phoenix. Yes. I'll um, be uh, featuring at the joint October 13th and 14th that weekend. That's going to be a fun time in North Little Rock. Shows Doors at 7. Shows at 8. And uh, we got set with a bet October 30th. Yeah, like, subscribe. Thank you so much, Ron. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I appreciate y'all guys, man. Man, shout out to the Scoundrels for giving me this opportunity to come on their platform. That Poetry Slam is actually October 19th. Okay, uh, 19th. Yeah, that's Good. a Thursday. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff going on in November, man. Um, what do shoot. you have going on in November? Man, yo, so I've got two big dates in Hot Springs, man. So Collective Coffee and Tea, bro. These people put me in the newspaper, bro. Every time I come down there. Uh, I'm actually the first comic if I'm this is the longest running open mic bro on this side of the Mississippi River and it's a poetry mic so they've never oh, missed shit. yeah it's on uh, so I actually did this thing called comedy every damn day where I was trying to find uh, a mic to hit every day and I ran across this mic 
and I also do poetry, but um, I asked if I could do comedy, and they said, yeah. So I told all my comic friends about this place because we needed a place to do some comedy. And I forgot who all rolled down with me, but we all came down here. I think Big Dre was with us, and we all crashed this poetry mic with a comic. And they loved it. They all laughed. They had a good time. Uh, Bud, shout out to Bud. Rest in peace. He uh, just actually had a birthday, man. Um and uh yeah man he 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 put me on there and now kai uh coggins which is an amazing influential poet and person and spirit artist yeah do you oh she's a beautiful person she's a beautiful soul shout out to jen um yeah so yeah collective coffee um and then i'm gonna be at the vapors bro I'm on that show too. Yes, I'm we're yeah, bro. We're gonna be in the papers, bitch. I'm on that, yeah. I'm on that Yo, bro. Show. So man, it's me. Uh, it's gonna be Zane, May Gaden, uh, headlined by Nate Williams, man. Uh, also, man, shout out to Kelly Collin for booking Kelly the- Coggin, man, for putting Colin. this all together. Yes, that's what I said. Um, <laughs> Coggins is a horse disease. So that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Coggins. Oh, I'm never gonna hear her name as anything else ever again. <laughs> That's so goddamn funny. Bro. Set with the bet. Follow us, all social medias. We'll see y'all next week. Yeah, be out there. Peace.